0: Bucks, bucks, and the world of, well, slide, slide, dingers. (laughs) Dingers. (laughs) The world of slide, slide. (laughs) slide, slide. (laughs) I don't know. I was trying to think.
1: Welcome to the Good Time Sports Podcast. This is producer Andrew Maloney along with my two co hosts, Colin Brown and Brendan Carson. Welcome to episode number three, uh, an episode loaded down with a lot of football because football is. Back. We'll touch quickly on the F1 Monza uh, race in Italy today, and we have a couple MLB talking points. But for the most part, today it is football, 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 major upsets in college football, and NFL is king. NFL is back. Here we are. It's a beautiful day. How are we doing today, boys? It's a
2: happy, happy Sunday. Doing fantastic. Football's back, baby. And yeah. Minnesota won. I can't be happier.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, it's... uh You know, Seahawks didn't play today, so that's why I'm in a good mood. Um, We all got our gear on representing, you know, NFL Week 1 Sunday. First NFL Sunday of the season. I'm so happy.
1: Yeah, uh, NFL came back today. We're recording this on Sunday. Obviously, this comes out on Monday. Uh, The Seahawks don't play until Monday night. The Cowboys are playing right now at the moment. We're watching them. We'll see how this turns out. Although, personally, as a Cowboys fan, not much hope there for me. But, um. I'm excited. I'm excited. There's a lot of talk about Um, football just took over the weekend really. Today was the Monza GP uh, in Italy. Uh, Super exciting race. Uh, A lot of penalties. The grid was all over the place, but the inevitable happened. Max Verstappen wins. What's new?
0: Yeah, uh, death, taxes, and Max Verstappen winning Grand Prix seems to be the theme in Formula 1 world right now as Max Verstappen yeah. won under the safety car, which for Formula 1 terms, it's it's almost, it's not quite the same, but it's it's very similar to having ties in football. No one wants to see them. So it's it was kind of a bit lackluster today, although I don't think... Charles had the pace to catch max ultimately at the end no, of the day. I don't think so either. Um,
1: but Lewis had to have been yeah. shaking in his boots at the fact that that race ended under a safety car
0: when Lewis oh, yeah, I te- probably <laughs> had that right. But <laughs> I texted you that. I was like, yeah. Lewis is probably furious about this. Oh, I absolutely. A race can end it. under a safety car. <gasps> well, anyway,
1: Yeah. I mean, the Monza curse continues. Pierre yep. Gasly won last year. DNF. Oh, not last year. Sorry. Two years ago. Uh, three years ago, we had Charlotte Leclerc win. Yep. DNF the next year. <laughs> that year, Pierre Gasly won. DNF the next year. Yep. And that year, Daniel Ricciardo won. DNF this year. So something about the Italian Grand Prix in Monza, the temple of speed, that really makes things happen. But Max is on the up and up. He's literally going to win the championship this year. I don't think there's any yeah. doubt about that. He can clinch it next race. So yeah, it's absolutely nuts.
0: I think the biggest thing to look for now is he box, does. Box. Yeah, right. definitely. The thing he did, uh, he does need to look forward to is the fact that he might break the single season race win record set by former Red Bull driver, Sebastian Vettel. Uh, Max is currently on 11. Sebastian had 13 back in 2013. Um, I don't know if he'll ever quite get the nine races in a row that Seb did that year as well. Um, but Max is on an absolute tear right now. I don't expect anything to slow him down barring a you know, force of God at this point.
1: Yeah, it's it's gonna be pretty it's pretty set in stone who's gonna win that. But that was enough of the box box talk. Yeah.
2: Thank you for tuning into F1. But uh, baseball world's got some stuff going on, Brendan. Yeah, we got some good news and bad news for sir- some fans. Uh, L.A. Dodgers, as no one is surprised, has already clinched uh, the first spot into the playoffs. So shocking. Yeah, right. I mean, they're so dominant. I mean, they're, it's not shocking to anyone. And then another non-big shocker is the Nationals have been officially eliminated this early. <laughs> so yeah, wow. I
0: mean, well they they went full tank. I mean, once yeah. they traded away both Soto and Josh Bell.
2: Yeah, I mean, not, it, they're
0: rebuilding. Yeah, that's all it is. Uh, Yeah, I think that's been established, but... Yeah, I mean, it's crazy to think, too, after they had just won the World Series, like, not too long ago. Yeah. think they're already in this position. I mean, it shows... I mean, when your franchise player wants out... Yeah.
2: I think one of just, like, you see the Dodgers, the Astros, Yankees, like, those are the ones that we see, and, like, I'd even throw Atlanta in there, too, right? Those are the ones that you see constantly just doing well because they keep their main players they're willing to pay them and they're some of those players are willing to stay because they know how good the team and is and their right. players are happy
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. your players aren't going to want to stay if you're not creating an environment for them and no. that's the reasons Harper and Soto left so yep. and i mean fans help too
2: oh absolutely yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. if you have fan support yeah if you're you get when your fans over you ain't going to have home a fun home, time. home field advantage is very real absolutely and then uh, kind of other big news out there uh my boy out there Albert big al can you guess what happened today of all days?
0: Well, you know, given what he's, <laughs> the fact that he's still in the majors is incredible. Absolutely, Absolutely insane. I think,
2: I think he may have passed somebody. He did. He passed a rod for home runs. He is now fourth all time, all time in home Absolutely runs. Absolutely
0: crazy. So he's up. I think so. It's six ninety seven. He has now. Yeah, seven hundred is right
2: there. Yeah. So he's he's coming up. He's, he's trying. I mean, I'd like to see him honestly just stay and go to break the record at this point.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, hey, from what I've heard, apparently if it's a lefty, he's got a good shot at it because he's been killer against lefties, especially in like the last month or so. Oh, yeah. Absolutely.
2: And it's just crazy just with his age and everything too that he's still just able to keep knocking home runs left and right like it's nothing. Like it's nobody's business, man. It's, it's so nuts. You just got to love it. I mean, it's, it's baseball. It's baseball. How it's can you not baseball. be romantic
0: about baseball? Absolutely. America's pastime. Of course. Well, gentlemen, we've talked a lot about the world of Bucks Bucks and the world of, well, slide slide dingers. <laughs> dingers. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the world of slide slide. slide, slide. <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to think something about that. Nope. Uh, we'll, we'll stick with dingers for yeah, okay, slide, a while. Okay, you slide. Know, slide. Slide slide. <laughs> and yeah. Ding ding! All right, it's <laughs> not. Yeah, boxing, I mean but... we've we've talked about as we
1: <laughs> this man <out> here.
0: <laughs> I cannot believe
1: you said slide slide slide, slide. That Listen, is, it's there. not a
2: female you're trying to get into the DMs I, with. Hey, all right, you know, we ain't but... slide
1: sliding. <laughs> We're talking sports here, buddy. I get you're trying to score I, home, I mean, maybe, I, but I, I,
0: I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, oh before time. this goes too far, <laughs> yes.
0: guys, we might be there. We already. talked
1: about the other sports. I mean, there's so many sports going on right now, but let's be honest. What do we all care about? At the
2: football. Da-na-na, da-na-na. Da-na-na. <laughs>
1: football is in full force. College kickers are in full force. And speaking of college kickers and college football, we... Had some games yesterday, ladies and gents. That was one hell of a week of college football. Um, it all started with the biggest game of the week, the 11 a.m. kickoff here in, in Dallas. Uh, Dallas time. But I guess it was noon kickoff on the eastern coast. But big noon kickoff, college game. They were both present for this game. Everyone know what I'm talking about?
0: I think I might have an idea. Is, of- it, is it a... Certain certain uh, team that resides in the state of Texas? That it is about?
1: a team that resides in the state of Texas. One uh, that you
0: and I hate together?
1: Yes, absolutely. It involves two blue blood programs, two teams that are just historically, just, they're brands. They yeah. are historical brands of college football. Number one, Alabama traveling down south. And it kind of feels kind of weird to say because Alabama is probably as south as you get, but not when you head down to Austin, Texas, and take on those Texas Longhorns in Daryl K. Royal Stadium. What a game. Game ended, what was it? 2019. A one-point win for Alabama, narrowly escaping the Texas Longhorns down in Austin. That that just did not look like an Alabama football team yesterday, though.
0: It did not. Um, the one thing that I was shocked at most while watching the game, I was Kind of in and out working, you know, trying to catch as much of the game as I could. The line of scrimmage is something that Alabama is constantly known for. The guys that the you know, trenches, yes, exactly, both on the offense and the it even starts side of the ball. up front. And Texas defense, Texas's defensive line was wreaking havoc on Bryce Young and Alabama's offense the entire day. I mean, I I could only imagine what Bill O'Brien was sitting there, you know, thinking on the sidelines just. You know, normally this is a team that again, this is not a pushover in Texas by any means. No, this isn't no. like a citadel that sometimes Alabama opens their schedule with. Right. But I mean, Texas at points felt like they were the more dominant, more physical team and that's something you don't say about Alabama. And if Alabama. I'm being
1: honest, it's not really at points. It really seemed like the entire game Texas just had Bama's number.
2: Well, also, I mean, you got to think about the sheer amount of flags that were thrown in that game.
1: That's could, and that's God. a big that's that's another thing that did not look like Alabama. That's the no. most flags. It was 15 flags, I looked it up. It was 15 flags <laughs> against Alabama. That's the
2: most in the Saban era. At yeah. the, and Saban did not look out. Ha- even after they won, some of the Bama players were doing the horns down, all that Saban immediately yelling at his guys, don't do that. And there's a couple of other expletives in there because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's Saban. I but, mean, at the end um, of the day, and the, I, I give it two
0: reasons
1: that Texas played like this. And one of them has to do with coaching for once. Gary Patterson, who <clears throat> was just let go from TCU last season, is now the defensive coordinator at Texas. And Gary Patterson, when TCU was dominant in the Big Twelve, what was he known for? Defense. defense
0: yeah.
1: yeah. If you can play defense in the Big Twelve, you can win the Big Twelve because the, the Big Twelve is not a defensive league. Yeah. This is this league is all about offense. And so if Gary Patterson has gone over there and now has been able to focus up and hone in that defense for Texas. That's going to be a dangerous team to beat this year. Another reason that I see that maybe Texas performed the way they did against Alabama, too, is because of Steve Sarkeesian and his connection to Alabama. Who's going to know Alabama better than their most recent offensive coordinator? Nobody.
0: I mean, yeah, arguably, unless you're on the inside. Absolutely.
1: Exactly. And and Sarkeesian being the OC, Bill O'Brien was right under him. Like, it, it really... Maybe he just knew what Bam was going to do. But at the end of the day though, it's really difficult for Saban proteges to beat Saban.
0: It's very rarely happened. I mean it's, it's happened
1: like, twice and they were yeah. both last year.
0: Yeah. Kirby Smart and then and Jimbo Fisher. Yeah. So I mean that's that's something that just doesn't happen. Uh Nick Saban also, he comes from I mean, he is a defensive minded coach. Absolutely. More specifically, he's a defensive back minded defensive head coach. So he's very good. I mean, we've seen numerous amount of players from the University of Alabama go to the league on that defensive section, anywhere from uh, Ha-Ha Clinton Dix, Marlon Humphrey. I mean, the list goes on. Uh, Trayvon Diggs, also for the Cowboys. So he's coached these guys not only to just play the cornerback or defensive back position, but to also do it in a place where you can be physical but also not go over the line. And it just seemed like Alabama's secondary was as sloppy as I've ever seen it. Against those Texas and that, wide and that was their
1: weakness last year, right? And everyone thought, oh, they rebuilt, they're back, you know, they're going to be right. okay because that's the expectation. Oh, absolutely, especially with a Nick Saban coach team. So it's pretty nuts that they went down to Austin and they just got manhandled. I maybe it was just the combination of it's week two, which obviously week two, a bunch of teams are still figuring things out because there is no preseason in college football, and right. so we'll see how how these things turn out. I mean, it's. It's going to be interesting to see how Alabama moves forward. I mean, I feel like they're going to be completely fine. Obviously, you can never, ever, ever count out uh, Nick Saban and Alabama. But the fact that Alabama was able to still go down there, had 15 flags thrown against them, were absolutely manhandled by Texas defense,
2: and still came out with a win is pretty huge to me. No, yeah. 100% agreed. I mean, and when you actually look at time of possession stuff, Texas actually had the ball more. Yeah. And they... Put up almost nearly the same amount of yards. So that's just something that, again, is I, that doesn't look like Bama.
1: <laughs> no, no, it didn't look like Alabama at all. I mean, and me and Brendan being from rival Texas schools uh, and being fans of uh, Brendan being a fan of OU and me having, having been an alumni of Texas Tech. Obviously, <laughs> we enjoy seeing Texas lose. Yep. But at the end of the day, we do have to pay our respects because Texas played one hell of a game and might be a quarterback. And I was going to get there. Uh, losing Quinn Ewers had to have been huge for Texas. I mean, that dude was absolutely bawling out before he got hurt. And you know what? People love to say, oh, you know, if so-and-so didn't get hurt. You know, this would have been different. But that's a part of the game of football. You know injuries are coming. It, it's always the next man up mentality. You know what? Maybe Texas does win. I mean, I think Texas should have won this
0: game regardless. Yeah. They would have had a better shot than with Hudson Card at under center. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, that's the ultimate fact. I mean, we saw that throw that he made down the right sideline to get Texas into that position where he unfortunately was uh, injured on the play. Um, I mean, he was slinging that thing. I mean, he was a... In terms of prospect uh, coming out of high school, he was rated as a one thousand rated project or prospect, excuse me, which uh, is a perfect, perfect, yeah, a perfect prospect, perfect prospect score. He is the best prospect out of high school since Vince Young, which ironically also was a Texas quarterback Absolutely. from back in the day yeah. who delivered Texas a national championship. Um, Quinn Ewers was electric. I, to, to me, you can never have enough good quarterback talent in the sport of college football never. because. I mean, let's face it, when quarterback plays at its best, the game is just pretty. It oh, yeah, just looks absolutely. better. It's better for the casual fan. And here's it's better the thing for too,
1: is Hudson Card isn't just some bum off no, the street. Hudson Card was the number three quarterback in that class behind Bryce Young, yep, and CJ Stroud. Yep. Who are both balling out at Ohio State and, and Alabama and respectively. And Alabama respectively. Right. So it's it's not like Hudson Card is a bad quarterback. Yes, he got beat out by Casey Thompson, which is obviously a problem but at the end of the day football's football next man up injuries happen and the next guy's got to step up and Hudson Card didn't play bad by any means
0: no he had a solid game especially because he was also uh banged up too at one point I mean he was limited in his mobility exactly uh I definitely think that overall I mean Alabama was lucky enough to uh, escape with the win Bryce Young by the way I mean, look, I know he just won the Heisman last year, and normally, I mean, Heisman Trophy winners, it's really hard to win it back-to-back. I, I tweeted immediately after that happened. Him getting out of that potential blitz sack by the uh, Texas Longs. For the safety? No, 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 no. I'm talking about on the last drive to set up the field goal. Oh, that yeah, puts yeah, him yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. When, Heisman moment. Oh, yeah. He- that's exactly what I said. Heisman I was like, moment. if there is a moment like early in the season that like puts him, even, even when he's not playing his best, his whole team around him is not playing well, that play right there. Potentially won them that game in that moment. Again, we're not sure what happened. If it didn't happen, right, whatever. Right. But that was a absolute amazing Heisman. It'll separate them from the pack for sure. With absolutely. Kind of a.
2: Uh, kind of speaking about another Texas team, though. Yeah, staying Te- in the state. Yeah. Texas A and M ranked number six against Appalachian State. They're not anymore. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. And and personally,
1: I think they should have fallen out of the rankings. They've fallen down to I believe twenty two now.
0: I believe 22 or right. 23. Yeah, something like that. Uh,
1: they've fallen down, obviously, as they should have. I think they should have fallen out. You lost to Appalachian State. The Sun Belt had a day yesterday. They were. <laughs> they had a day yesterday. They're Three. currently 24th, sorry. 24th, okay. In, in the AP pool. Yeah, gotcha.
2: 315 yards compared to A&M's 186. Yeah, I don't... How
1: you sell out Kyle Field, 103,000 people, and you lose... Yeah, to Appalachian State is not to me now. I don't know why schools are still scheduling Appalachian State, right. And paying Appalachian State to come beat them because
2: Appalachian State is no <laughs> rumor. One point five
0: million, uh, by the way. Yeah. yeah,
2: can you can you imagine? Hey, come play us for one point five million, acting like you're going to beat them, and it's like ah, we're doing you a favor. No, they just came, took your money, ran a train on you, beat and you. left.
0: I mean, if schools are handing out money, I know a school that will. Gladly take some money, <laughs> to get there. you know what? Butt kicked, butts kicked, but I mean that's beside the point. It's just it's it's unprecedented.
1: It always happens. Haynes King did not look like the guy for Texas A and M last night. No. Struggled throughout the entire game. At one point, I think late in the third quarter, he only had thrown for seventy
2: nine yards. Well, and to make it matters worse, right? You go in there as an A and M fan. You're sitting there watching it. Most of the possession time was with Appalachian, Appalachian State. Yeah, forty yeah. one. 41- Minutes and 29 seconds. That's, That's a long game for That's an AM fan.
0: Inexcusable for an SEC defense to get absolutely manhandled on oh, time. Of position. That yeah, is inexcusable. Absolutely.
1: The state of Texas had a really interesting day in football yesterday because then the late, late, late game last night was number nine Baylor against BYU. And that game went to double OT Yep, with Baylor losing in double OT to BYU. The Zach Wilson motherland comes out on top. <laughs> Absolutely. The dogs in them. Yeah. <laughs> but let me, let me tell you all something. I don't know what it is about kickers this week because last night I was up late watching this game. I was tweeting about it on our Good Time Sports Twitter. Follow us. Um, but BYU had a chance to... Hold on. Baylor missed an extra point early in the game. Yep. Mm-hmm. So they would have won had this game finished the way it did because it was tied 2020 mm-hmm. BYU missed the game winning field goal to expire time. Yep. Then Baylor missed a game winning <laughs> field goal in overtime. Then BYU misses a game winning field goal at the end of overtime as well. So, Everyone likes to make the joke college kickers, but then we fast forward to today, and I can't even tell you how many missed kicks we saw today in the NFL, too.
2: Well, and also, I mean, to be fair, if we're looking at the Chicago game, no one can do anything <laughs> no, on that and it's that rain. the rain. We'll yeah. get to the NFL that, later. I mean, that was a monsoon they were playing.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that's, We'll get nuts. to that later. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to the NFL later. But
0: yeah.
1: yeah, it's narrowly beating Baylor and Provo. Pretty nuts. Pretty solid game. I cannot ever get over how beautiful the scenery is at BYU Stadium, though, with the mountains Mm -hmm. right behind the stands. There's nothing better than that. There's going to be a party. Yeah. Uh, Going back to Appalachian State real quick, though. Oh, yeah. I was thinking about that. Appalachian State beating Texas A&M. They got college game day for next week. Oh, yeah. yeah. Imagine winning. And then getting college game day because of your win. I mean, that's what beating the number six team in the country will do for you. Yeah. I mean, Boone, North
0: Carolina is, is really enjoying that victory. I mean, one of the first upsets I remember in my lifetime watching football or just any sports in general. I mean, we all remember it. It was Appalachian State over Michigan. Yep. A blocked kick at the end, and, yep. you know, the whole stadium going yep. crazy. So, like, they're they're forever in, embedded in my mind. Like, it's a core memory of mine for them okay. being, like, an underdog team. So, anytime that that, like, gets, you know, the legend lives on, it just makes you feel good. Yeah. Shout I'll out Appalachian it. State.
2: Speaking of underdog teams, how about Marshall? We are!
0: <laughs> Marshall!
2: Make <Yep>. it Notre Dame. <laughs> struggle that I, game. dude. I'm so happy. I love Marshall. I love Marshall's
1: quarterback. His name is Henry Columbia. He used to be Texas Tech quarterbacks under Matt uh, Matt Wells. Uh, Matt Wells has since been fired, obviously. Um, but Henry Columbia was always a baller for us. He never was our week one starter and would always just come in and fill in those gaps. And he did that. He transferred uh, after Matt Wells was fired, and he has led Marshall to a massive upset against Notre Dame and And Notre Dame's overrated every single year. I mean, thank you. It's just like Texas, though. And this is the first year, and I can't tell you how many years that
2: I didn't see Texas start in the top twenty-five. And what's interesting is just purely from a statistical standpoint, when you're looking at the yards, their yards, possession time, first downs, it's all real close. The biggest difference was the turnovers. Yep. Three. Yep. Yeah. Unacceptable.
0: No. Well, and especially, I understand it's Marcus Freeman. He's first-year head coach. He also has a quarterback that doesn't have a lot of experience. But Notre Dame but hasn't Notre started. Dame. I don't
1: think they've started 0-3 under a new head coach ever.
0: By the way, just for clearance, they are dropped out of the top 25. They're actually ranked behind Texas Tech. So, Amazing. So they're, yeah, because Texas Tech uh currently out has, or out has had, had more votes for them now. Texas Tech,
1: Tech had 17, how many did Notre Dame have?
0: Whew. Eight. That's, that's wild. A, that's a quick I think that's where it.
1: A&M should have been, too, personally. Yeah. But they want to set up these ranked matchups for the SEC. And I
0: mean, that's how you, you, you bring the audiences in. And, I mean, listen, the SEC is always going to get favorable bias. So. Uh, having
1: that little number in front of your name, man, it brings the fans into the stands.
2: Yeah, it does. You know what's just great, though, about this college football, just this week alone, is just the upsets that kind of have happened, too. I mean, you're looking at you have, like, Florida and Kentucky, too, was another game. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. Uh-huh. Anthony Richardson Ken falls
0: back to earth. Kentucky manhandled Florida. And, yep. and the crazy part was, so I was watching that game for, like, a majority of it. Again, obviously, right. working man over here. But um, Kentucky could not run the ball in the first half. They, nope. I think I had two yards rushing in the first half, and it was from their quarterback, Will Levis, who is a potential uh, NFL prospect oh, yeah. at the next level this mm-hmm. upcoming draft. And, you know, it was a very nip-and-tuck game. I mean, Anthony Richardson was just off all night. I mean, he's got the a lot of talented. Night. He's a very physically gifted athlete, and he's created a lot of buzz, especially after his uh, week one, or excuse me, Florida's week one upset over uh, the Utah Utes. But this game, he just was not on the mark like he was in week one. And Kentucky, I mean, they just they just wore down Florida. Like, Florida, to me, is one of those programs that they should be competing with, like, the LSUs, the Georgias, the AMs, the Alabamas, and all that other stuff. And they couldn't even beat Kentucky. I mean, this was something that – this was a statement win for the University of Kentucky Wildcats. And credit to them. I mean, they deserved it.
1: And they deserve their football facility that Calipari was bitching and moaning about (laughs) earlier this year. Yes. You know, and I love college football. I love the ups and downs. I love the stress. I was so stressed out watching Texas Tech yesterday. Going back to the state of Texas real quick, Texas Tech beats number 25 Houston in double overtime – I personally, I thought we were going to lose. And the first overtime, we had a fourth and 20 when we had to score a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And this wasn't even a, a fourth and goal from the 20. This was a fourth and 20 to get a first down. And we somehow converted that. That took us in the double OT where we held Houston to a field goal and ended up scoring a touchdown to win. But that was another upset. Uh, another upset, a ranked uh, matchup, Tennessee and Pitt.
0: Yep, yep. that was mm-hmm. a good one.
1: At the beginning of the year, I don't think I said it on the podcast, but I thought I always thought that this was the major break for Tennessee season. I know that it's early in the year, but Tennessee getting past Pitt is a big deal in my opinion. I think that beating a team like that early on can really give you the momentum that you need moving forward in the season. I really think that Tennessee's toughest two games remaining are Florida and uh, Kentucky obviously now Kentucky. Right. Uh so them getting past Pitt and having that one signature win under their under their belt um I think is huge for the volunteers in Tennessee. I it, think that's pretty big.
0: No, this was a statement win for sure. Um not only just to represent the SEC uh the way that Tennessee did. I mean, Keaton Slovis and the Pittsburgh uh team, they came off a huge win this past week. I mean, we talked about it over uh West, West Virginia. Virginia.
1: Who then lost to Kansas. Right.
0: So, I mean, it was a very crazy, wacky weekend. And, I mean, this was something that Tennessee needed. I think you nailed yeah. it right on the head. Uh, their quarterback's a dual threat. He's able to uh, manipulate the pocket. He's able to run when he doesn't see something. So, they've got some talented players. I think they had a receiver go for, like, over 150 yards or something. I can't yeah. remember his name yeah. for the life of me. And then,
2: I mean, you also had, what,
0: uh, Chase McGarth with the 51-yard field goal. Yeah. So. I mean, like, they're they're a very loaded... SEC football team that should be giving teams fits there's no reason they shouldn't be getting eight nine maybe even potentially ten wins yeah uh this season so it'll be very interesting to see where Tennessee falls in it and I know we've been talking upsets a lot because I mean that's that is the talk of college football Mm -hmm. but one thing I wanted to get into man Brennan, I know you're not going to be a fan. I of know. I we're talking about the OU segment. Oh no, I was. Oh no, we're not talking about. Oh, you won. Well, well yeah, no, yeah, but the now OU was very stressful. Half. Well, well, I wa- well, well, I'll let you talk about that since that's your team. But I want to talk about your former head coach and his team, the USC Trojans. <sighs> Caleb Williams and USC are legit. They, uh, I, I think we knew this coming into the season, but after Trayvans. their performance yesterday.
1: I can see USC making the college football playoffs.
0: They absolutely 100% could sneak in because I, for me personally, I knew, you know, I believe... Caleb Williams, obviously what we saw from, from him in Oklahoma last right. year, we knew he was going to be a force. Yeah. Lincoln Riley, I've said it uh, on this podcast before, I think he's the best offensive mind in, yes. in college football. Absolutely. Absolutely. I didn't think cuz their offensive line is young and they're still trying to develop it. I mean, Lincoln hasn't even really gotten other than transfers obviously these right. recruiting classes in there yet. And I still don't think every level of their defense is quite up to where they need to be to compete right. for the top 4, but in the Pac-12, they can go toe to toe. There's no anybody. reason
1: you can you can you can't run the table. Like you exactly. can Exactly.
0: Exactly. And that's all you need to do to potentially get one of those four spots to get into the college football playoffs. So, I think that that's, that game against Stanford was a Big, you know, put it on notice. I mean, they played uh, Utah State last week. Yep. you know, that was a you know cupcake game, whatever, to open the season. But that that game against Stanford, whoa. Well, yeah, and you have Huge. Caleb Williams throwing
2: a seventy-five yard pass for a touchdown. I mean,
0: yeah, yeah. no, I mean he's he's legit. I, he,
2: Jordan Allison, right?
0: Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Yep. Uh, he he's not draft eligible this year. He will be the following right. season. I wouldn't be surprised if he's the number one overall pick. Yeah, I, c- I see. I can see Caleb Williams Heisman either.
1: contention this year. I oh, can yeah. see. Oh yeah, he's been in talks. Yeah, I can see USC um, making the college football playoffs. I mean, I think USC is legit. And as much as that sucks for you to hear, I mean, I'm They're sure you gotta to agree. Me. <laughs> I understand. Listen,
2: but. I'm okay if they make the playoffs as long as somehow they play OU and OU just destroys them, oh, okay. just just to make it even better. For
1: that me. would mean that OU and USC would have to either be one and four or 2 and 3. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean if they, you know, if they both take care of their conferences, you never know, you know. Yeah. SEC may only have 1 undefeated and then
1: who knows. I don't know. I my Big 12 predictions for this year are pretty nuts. I think after these last couple weeks I think I can see Kansas State winning the Big 12 this year. Really? really? Yeah. Really. Deuce Vaughn is balling out. That Kansas State defense is legit and that offense
2: is legit. I, I think they're a I dark horse. <laughs> yeah, right I'm, now you're talking to two people who disagree with you.
0: There. I know,
1: I understand. I understand. And I, maybe it's, we need a little bit
0: more. It's week two. For the record, Andrew loves Big 12 football. He's obviously, you know, he is a graduate from a Big 12 school. So, like, he takes this very seriously, which yeah. is why we're giving the reaction that we are because we're like, we know he's being serious when he said, he's not just saying this for hyperbole. No, and the
1: thing is, is like, I think I probably watch more Big Twelve football than any other conference. Hundred percent. I know my Big Twelve schools and I know these teams pretty well. I mean, I it 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 depends obviously on a couple things, right? Is Texas legit? Was that a fluke game just because they're pl- they were playing up to their opponent, or you know, They'll OU? What's be... OU going to do? Yeah. You know, and it's week two. Obviously, there's a lot of things that can change. But, dude, I'm a Deuce Von truther I, I love deuce vaughn that isn't that is,
0: the dude who's like shorter than me yeah but he is <laughs> that's that's i know what to say like i'm i'm pretty vertically challenged and that dude i mean he's yeah he's a baller don't get me wrong he's he's represented for all the short kings out there but yeah i mean hey if he if he carries them to the big 12 title i'll, I'll shut my mouth you know yeah. I'll, I'll, my hands are up but i mean well, well, as, as far as upsets
1: i don't there. think there's um much more that we missed here um OU really struggled in the first eight against Kent, uh, the first half against Kent State yeah you know they were losing three-0 at the half but then
2: <laughs> really turned on the burners after that and won 33 to three just takes Brett Venables yelling at you to kind of get you fired back up again you know yeah uh, one more upset we
1: missed though was Washington State over Wisconsin yes Oh,
0: yeah, yeah the mm-hmm. uh the, this was somebody tweeted this out and I forget who it was um because after they you know Washington State who's who is in the Pac-12 at the current moment, is not known as a Pac-12 powerhouse. I know Mike Leach had some really great years there passing right. offensively-wise. Someone tweeted out, oh, yeah, I'm really concerned about USC and UCLA joining the Big uh, Big Ten after this one. It was obviously in, you know, satire and everything. Right, with but, their empty stadium. Right, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, it, it, look, it's it's going to be something. Like, when this happens, college football, the landscape of it's going to change forever. Oh, absolutely. And that's one of the things, like, I don't know if the kids from California are going to be ready to play in Pennsylvania, in the snow, or Wisconsin, you know, in the rain, late in November, December, uh, trying to win the conference because it's it's going to be adjustment for and everybody.
1: You're giving these kids who are in the north, in the northeast, who have to play in the snow and the cold all the time, you're giving them a chance to play a worry-free game yeah. in L.A. Yeah, yeah. Like
0: now, will they be able to contend with some of the high flower, high flying offenses? that USC and UCLA will bring, that could also be a right, factor. Right, but
1: can USC and UCLA compete with the defense of the Big Ten? Exactly. So it, it goes back and forth, and right. it's going to be pretty interesting to see just how how these conference realignments really turn out. It looks like there's a really good chance that we're not done with realignment. I don't think, no. I, I don't think it's a really good chance. I can almost guarantee it. We're not done with realignment. Big Twelve schools are either joining the Pac twelve, or Pac twelve schools are either joining the Big Twelve. It's going to go one of those two ways uh, by the end of all this. But yep. conference realignment is really going to, yeah, yeah, it'll change send waves through college football. Yep. But yeah, other than that, no really big upsets. Utah, you know, bounces back when seven three to seven against in-state rival Southern Utah. NC State uh, bounces back. I say bounces back because they barely beat uh, Eastern Carolina last week. Um, wins 55 to three against Charleston Southern, but that's Texas tech's next opponent on the road. So I'm really excited for that next week. Um, next week is A&M's chance to really prove that this was just a fluke. They play number 15 Miami Ooh. at Miami. If I'm wrong,
0: I think you might be right. It's Mario Cristobal's really first big test. Yeah. As the new uh, head coach over there for the Hurricanes. And A&M's. Yeah. (laughs) Trying to prove something. Trying to prove that.
1: (laughs) Now, I will say with a loss Appalachian State, I think A&M's playoff hopes are over. Yeah. Um, I don't think you can lose to a team like that. And then when they're up against other one-loss teams.
0: Yeah. I don't know, man. I have have a weird feeling about uh, Tyler Van Dyke and that Miami squad. I think... I think they can give uh, Texas A&M a real problem.
1: Oh, I do too. And I mean, you yeah. got to think about the fact. Yes, my, uh, A&M had the best recruiting class in like college football history. Sure, didn't yeah. look that
0: way. But yes. <laughs> exactly. I don't they know did. how many red shirts but they gave out. Yeah, but right. Think
1: about the fact that they're young. <laughs> they those guys are very young. They are. Yeah, it might take a couple years for them to you know kind of build up learn the program and, more. You know, get used to the college speed. But right, um, college football is. Fully back and it's fun, and the upsets are here. College kickers are in full force, so that's really exciting. Yeah, but after college, what do we have? Thursday Where do night they time.
0: go? Thursday night football. We got to start off there, man. Yeah, we got to go to the
2: Dude, We want to start off there with good. Lamar Jackson. Well, oh, we definitely got to start with Thursday night. Man. We'll do Those bills. We'll go
0: chronologically, right? So the Thursday night game is yeah, first. Fair. Friday was the Lamar news, and then we can get into the it's rest NFL of, Sunday today. Yeah, and
2: you want to talk about a team that. Looked like they didn't know how to play football anymore. Looking at you, L.A. Yeah, the the defending
1: Super Bowl champions struggled hard against that Buffalo Bills defense.
2: And Josh Allen I looked like Josh Allen. He looked like, like I've predicted, an MVP candidate now. I mean, like I said, I was fully on board the Buffalo train. Like I said, they're one of my teams that I said will win it all. I mean, they're... They're so dominant. I mean, Josh Allen out there running and stiff-arming people. <laughs> like, what is going on? Dude, I...
1: That was just a molly whopping. I don't, I don't like to use that word often just because it, it really it really means you got your ass kicked. But that was a molly whopping.
0: That was... No, I mean, anytime you lose by three scores, <laughs> that is the appropriate... Yeah term, or inappropriate yeah. term you can use. Well, let's also give a shout-out, I mean, to
2: the defense by the Bills. Yes. Vaughn, Vaughn Miller? Yes, Vaughn.
0: Oh. Oh, Vaughn Miller was living rent-free in the backfield. I mean, he oh. had he had the wireless garage door entry into the, <laughs> yeah. the back door, moving his the way backfield in. of the... He West knew Kansas the code,
1: rent. and they left the freaking garage door unlocked. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean,
0: you, well, you know who left it open? Well, whoever was supposed to take uh, Wentworth's spot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it was Jeff Notebook Yeah, was the guy yeah. who filled in for him, and Look, the Rams, one of their strengths was obviously, you know, their offense last year. I mean, Sean McVay, great offensive mind, a uh, big reason why they were in the Super Bowl and ended mm-hmm. up ultimately winning against Cincinnati Bengals last year. That offensive line is going to be something that they're going to have to try to deal with the rest of the season. And yeah. it's big a big reason why I didn't have them winning their division this year. I mean, obviously, I, I'm kind of in the cellar here in the NFC West, but looking just over you know, throughout the division, San Francisco, uh, I know they lost today in Chicago, and we'll be talking about it later today. The Rams, their offensive line is going to give them problems, especially against the fronts like San Francisco, especially like Buffalo, Mm -hmm. who's got those pass rushes that can really affect their offensive flow. I mean, their run game was hardly able to get going. I mean, Cam Akers, three attempts, no rushing yards. I mean, (laughs) Daryl Henderson really had no Cam Akers fantasy
1: owners, and we can vouch for this (laughs) because we have a friend
2: who is a Cam Akers fantasy owner. They're in hell. Right. Yeah, they need you. Need to drop him. <laughs> they are in the seventh seventh layer. Yeah. I don't care who you find to replace them. You need to drop him.
0: <laughs> and I mean, Cooper Cup. I mean, it was Cooper Cup. He had a great night. I think he had like twelve or thirteen catches for one hundred twenty-seven yards and a touchdown. touchdown the only one. Yeah. Um, Stafford. It's... I mean, he was he was sacked and hit numerous times throughout the night. Like it was absolutely insane. They were they were
1: bullying him. Yeah, because I mean, bullying him in that backfield.
0: And then on the defensive side, I mean, Jalen Ramsey. Man, if you do not start, I mean, look, Jalen's is where he is because of how he acts and how he talks and everything. So, like, who am I to tell him how to do, you know, his, his line of work at the best of the ability? But he, he just needs to learn sometimes that whenever you're kind of having a bad night, not to make it worse, because it just seems like Stefan Diggs had a personal mission set out of, I'm about to show the world that this guy can't hold me. Whatsoever. Oh yeah, that yeah.
2: touchdown pass where he just made Ramsey look like a fool. Oh, oh
0: that was disgusting. Burnt toast. Oh my goodness. And memes memes were all going out throughout the night. I mean, he's he, still going. I mean, Ramsey was basically resorted to posting Bible <laughs> Bible yeah. Bible verses all over social media. So I mean, Ramsey out there looked like Eli Apple. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, look, corner corner is a really hard position to play. So obviously we have to factor that in. But yeah, I mean, when you're somebody who talks. As much as Ramsey does, you're going to get talked about whenever you have a bad game.
2: Oh, and you know that's what fire digs up to even just
0: light him up even more. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, I think the Buffalo Bills, I think you're right, Brennan. They showed why a bunch of uh, people, not just yourself, had them as, you know, Super Bowl favorites, Mm -hmm. uh, Super Bowl contenders. Josh Allen is an MVP contender. Um they're a legit team. I don't think anybody's questioning that. Nobody And they was came out, they proved it. it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, they put their money where their mouth is, and they proved it. Yeah. But so I They mean, saw where they struggled. They went out, they got the pieces to fill those gaps, and
2: yeah. they're playing like it. What yeah. I'm interested to see, though, is uh, kind of the rumor on the block with OBJ was he was going to sign with whichever team won this game. Yeah. So, could you imagine if he actually did
0: sign with the Bills? I mean, him and Von Miller are pretty good friends. I'll say that much. They went to L.A. together last year and got a ring, so... Yep. Who knows? Diggs, OBJ, <laughs> Gabriel Davis. I was about yeah. to say Davis Gabriel and Crowder Davis. as a wide receiver four. <laughs> Gabriel Good Davis Lord. like
1: picks up where he left off last year. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it, that's exciting to see. What he's um, got,
0: he's got like five touchdowns in his last two games. Yep. Just <laughs> insane, nuts. phenomenal. But we got to move a little bit off the field before we get back on it because we got some quarterback news over in the AFC. Not named Josh Allen. It's Lamar Jackson. Him and the Baltimore Ravens were unable to come to terms on a long term extension by Lamar's set deadline. Uh, It was rumored that Lamar was offered into the high 200, almost $300 million range with around 100 and I I think it was low 100s, like it was 110 to 130, somewhere in there, million guaranteed. uh, Lamar was offered. So he was looking for more of a fully guaranteed or close to fully guaranteed full deal similar to what Deshaun Watson got. Yep. Obviously, NFL teams are not trying to do that for obvious reasons. So they were ultimately unable to come to terms. Lamar is going to play out the final year of his rookie deal and then probably be franchise Fr- tagged. Yeah, franchise for sure. Because, I mean, there's... Yeah. What are you going to
2: do? Wave him?
0: No, no, <laughs> no. It's just... And they wouldn't let his contract expire either. They're just no. going to franchise him or whatever. So... What are y'all's thoughts on Lamar Jackson's contract situation? I mean, listen,
2: he's wanting to stay with the team is what it really sounds like long term. He he wants to call places place his home. And if they're not willing to give it to him, I mean he's gonna find that somewhere. Someone else will pick him up if for some uh, reason absolutely. Baltimore if won't. If
1: Baltimore doesn't pay it, somebody else will. will. And that's the thing yeah. too. Is, and a lot of a lot of people tend to forget that these players obviously they want their money because it is so tough to you no, know, stay consistent in the league. I mean, you have to have that guarantee. If you get hurt, and I think actually, as we're talking about this, Tom Brady. Tom Brady
0: oh yeah, he came down Really hurt. On left he arm. is
1: on the field. Oh, that's what. A... Never mind. All right,
0: so we're gonna. We hopefully... were completely bamboozled by the
1: broadcast here.
0: <laughs> yeah, Tom Brady was able to get off the field. Yeah. Um, but anyway, he was back... going
1: back to it. Yeah. They want their guarantees that you know they're gonna get. Their money, regardless. And well, also, the way the quarterback market
0: works one guy gets paid, you one get guy paid gets a paid, more. the next yeah. guy
1: gets paid a little more. I don't blame Lamar Jackson for wanting to remain among the highest. Because guess who's about to get paid next? Justin Herbert.
0: Oh, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Yeah. I mean, it's it, there's so many other guys. And right now, I think yeah. I'd
1: take Lamar Jackson over both of them. So, over Joe Burrow?
0: Over Justin Herbert.
1: I don't know. See, Andrew, See, Andrew, here's another take. And, and, I Andrew love just Lamar's loves running Really going ability. full sin on <laughs> these things. I just, no, I I, I, this one, I just love Lamar's running ability, and when he wants to pass, he can pass. Like Listen, it's,
2: I, I get that too, right? Right. Here's the issue though. What happened near the end of last season? He kept having issues, right?
0: You know what's weird about Lamar too, and one thing I, I noticed last year, he randomly will get sick. Yeah, that's what I'm he talking will. about. Yeah, it's like a stomach yeah. bug or well, something. So, like, he'll get sick, and obviously because of his his style of play is effective, but it's also very reckless, and it can also cause, you he'll know, get lingering yeah. injuries and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I really hope for Lamar that he does stay healthy and is able to sign the contract that he yeah, rightfully absolutely. deserves. But, you know, it was him representing himself and his mom also kind of giving him counsel mm-hmm. um, during this whole process. I really hope that this doesn't come back to bite him because he's such a great player. He yeah. deserves the money, and you know Baltimore's a really class act organization. I don't think they were trying to slide him in the slightest, but ultimately they weren't able to come to an extension.
2: Yeah, and like like you said, I mean i I think it won't. This won't come back to bite him. He'll, he'll get either a, a decent contract with a little bit long term, like he's wanting, or they'll just end up paying him more. It's going to be probably one way or the other, honestly. Right.
0: Right. So. Do you want to talk about some more good good news, though? Some more football? NFL Sunday football? Absolutely. Sunday football's back. Yes. Um, God, it's, the only question is, which game do we want to start with first? Yeah. So we to, <laughs> do we want to start with the slip and slide? I was about to oh, say, we, yeah. can, we can start yeah, with the to. water
2: park in Chicago. <laughs> Chicago played a rainy,
1: rainy game today.
0: <gasps> it was a monsoon. Yeah. It was a monsoon. Yeah. It was some type of natural disaster as the Chicago Bears at home upset the San Francisco 49ers 19-10. to 10 to open up the there's 2022 2023 yeah.
1: How they scored 19 points in that in those conditions, no clue, but it happened. Yeah.
2: Okay. And how about the flag for trying to dry the field the for kicker you to actually take yeah. a kick?
1: To dry the field, and you got a flag. Yeah. Instead, it it's against the rules, which is dumb. That's the most ridiculous here thing. Here we go.
0: Now, it was crazy conditions. Both quarterbacks didn't even complete 50% of their passes. So, Trey Lance and Justin Fields were having a rough time out there. Chicago, by the way, scored both of their touchdowns. Excuse me. Or two touchdowns that helped them overtake and then seal the win in the fourth quarter. Yep, so, yep. it was a late comeback by the Chicago Bears. Justin Fields does a great job spreading the ball around. It looks like it was eight different Chicago Bears had a reception on the day. Um, or excuse me, six. Sorry, two of them just had drops. So I apologize. Eight and ten at yeah. Target. Six yeah. had drops. So, But it's still a great job spreading the ball. And it was a gritty win by Chicago, especially a team that, you know, many were questioning how well they surrounded their franchise quarterback. And for them to come out with a win uh, this early in the season was huge.
2: How about Joe? Just the fact that he could make a 51-yard pass in that weather. <laughs> the it was third. insane.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I remember watching that because we were all watching the game together. I was just sitting there. I was just like, man sh- – Chicago, you don't realize how good you got it. You like normally a, yeah.
2: like would need to run the ball only in that kind of weather, and even then, you're going to have people get hurt. I mean, San Francisco, for example, had one of their running backs go out. Yep, Elijah Mitchell. Mitchell. I mean, don't don't remind me on that. I'm a fantasy owner <laughs> of him, so I'm already dealing with that issue there. But no, I mean, that's not weather that is really you would think great for a QB, and he's out here able to make those long passes.
0: Yeah, I mean, he well, he made them when he made them when they counted. Yep. And ultimately that was the difference today because Trey Lance yep. um, you know, also making I mean he did start, I think, one or two games last year, but mm-hmm. this is his first obviously full season being announced as the starter. This this one we're not gonna hold too much against him because obviously the weather was god awful. I mean, and they also were able to generate though two turnovers. Right. So on I mean San Francisco. So it, that'll it, help. Exactly. So kind of a whitewash here for San Francisco, but great ultimately for Chicago yeah. to get the win.
1: There's a couple games we can touch on quickly. Uh, the Giants upsetting the Titans Ooh, uh, yeah. in New York, pretty big. Yeah, that was a big one. Um, we saw the Steelers pulling out against the Bengals. Ooh, yeah. Joe, Joe Burrow. Burrow really, really struggled. It, I think
0: it was five turnovers. Five yeah. turnovers
1: today. Yeah, good
0: Lord. You're, I mean, you're,
1: was, you don't win games when you have five yeah, turnovers. Yeah,
0: Andrew and I's MVP candidate not getting off to the best start no. by any means. Uh, uh, told was, you Josh
2: Allen truth or another yeah. one. <laughs> Another game that we're the Washington t-
1: Commanders yep. beating the Jaguars. Yep, Carson their first
2: year as the Commanders.
1: Yeah, probably.
0: Carson Wentz, the commanding victory. Yeah, he he looked like he could. I mean, he he'll have these games, and then he'll turn around the next game and have an absolute stinker. Yep. So definitely, you know, a it's great win. And downs. Um, but yeah, I mean, Washington just they're they're still a little bit better team than Jacksonville, I think, and yeah. they were able to come out with the win.
1: Yeah, the Saints with the last-second win against the Falcons yep. with the Falcons missing the game-winning field goal. Here we go again, bad kickers this well, weekend. Well,
0: not only that, but Atlanta choked in that lead. Yep. <laughs> so, <Yeah>. I mean, <laughs> Atlanta going to Atlanta over Atlanta here. you know. Atlanta, you know? And, it,
1: and talking about Lamar Jackson, the Ravens, <laughs> they meant business playing the Jets today. They, yeah.
2: whew,
0: three touchdown passes for Lamar today. I mean, he looked completely in control of the offense. I mean, contract here. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah right. Jets just overmatching that yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely overmatched. How about Miami though? I was yes. about to
1: say we need to touch on Miami and the Patriots because man, three turnovers. Three turnovers. Belichick struggled coaching this game.
0: <sighs> well, and like Is was
1: Bailey gr- Zappi going to take over by the end of the year.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, depending <laughs> on who's the offensive coordinator, maybe. I mean, good lord. I mean, you we were talking about how badly Chicago oh, surrounded yeah. Justin Fields. Yeah. yeah. You don't even give Mac Jones an offensive coordinator. No, Matt no, Patricia, true offensive who
1: coordinator. is who has been the defensive coordinator
0: for years around the league. Still uses a pencil on a laminated play sheet whenever he's calling plays, <laughs> which annoys the absolute you know what out of me. He that man apparently a. Bill Belichick says he's like bright. He's like one of the smartest individuals he's ever like encountered. We didn't which, see it. where, where, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we need to see these uh, interactions, who, Bill. Who
1: was the OC battle between? It was between him and Joe Judge. Joe Judge, right? So
0: Patricia ultimately <laughs> won the competition. I guess he wooed. Uh, you had to have a, a competition for OC for OC, Listen. and I mean, it doesn't help that they don't have any weapons that he could throw to. Them, but go ahead. No, Maybe no. maybe it
2: was Week One yips. You know, I mean, Brendan. <laughs> no, <laughs> Brendan. even though it is the Dolphins. Here's the thing I Brandon, mean, and, can you... and,
1: and kind of touching on that though, you can't really count out Belichick, one of the historically great coaches of
0: the league. But can you name three of the Patriots wide receivers just off the top? No, corner. no, not at all. Devontae Parker, yeah, okay, J- Jacoby Myers, Yeah and then they, uh, ev- ev- or it's uh, Kendrick Bourne, excuse yeah. me, I almost said Evan Bourne for a reason, yeah. Kendrick Bourne. Those are the receivers that he's throwing. Jesus Christ, it's Jason Bourne. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well be with the way he was yeah, looking out there. But, yeah, I mean, New England's in a lot of pr- trouble. Yeah, that's, yeah it's, besides the point.
1: that's we'll see how they bounce back. It's week one. That's the thing about all these games. We have to take every single one of these games with a grain of salt. And like we talked about in our NFL preview, we didn't see starters play this preseason. They were so terrified after Zach Wilson got hurt that, we saw maybe, in total of every single preseason game, maybe 10 minutes of starters playing. Right. Of every single team. Right. So week one, you're you're fully immersed in the football experience again. It's full force, full speed. Teams are going to struggle. You know, coaches have to look and see what they need to fix. And, you know, now you have film on the tapes. You can prepare better for teams. It's going to be a really interesting next couple of weeks. But, man... To uh to uh you know, kind of shut people up for a week at least.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, do we want to talk about the last kind of dud before we get into the interesting stuff? Or at least the last time. Talk about the, the tie. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The tie.
1: The tie. Week one. The dumbest thing to exist in NFL <sighs> hey, football.
2: Ties. It helped the Colts finally break
0: a streak. Who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Colts had uh, been losing a lot of opening uh, opening games in the NFL season, and the they didn't Colts this week.
1: Have not won. <laughs> they have not won an so opening game in ten seasons.
0: Yeah. So the no. our announcers will now have to really, you know. Put it a little ass check, their, near check it. Yeah, yeah check their words whenever they're <laughs> opening Colts future games. Yeah. But I mean, ultimately, I mean, technically, it's not a win. I mean, so you could both continue. teams are leading the AFC South, so that's noteworthy, I guess. It's
1: so weird, it's twenty to twenty. I mean, the Colts fought back for that. Yeah, I right? mean,
0: Matt Ryan looks pretty good. I'll say okay. that. Yeah, I mean, and he looked like a good quarterback. Yeah, I mean, they look like a team. Good, not better. They look like a team that could make the postseason. Yeah, that's what they look like. Absolutely, I agree. I agree. Um. But yeah, let's can I? the most shocking result of the NFL week 1 to me. You guys ready for this? Baker Mayfield. Yeah. And the Carolina yeah. Panthers came up short against mm-hmm. the Cleveland Browns.
1: I think everyone and their mom had Baker getting his revenge
2: this this week. Well, and I mean if you actually like watched it, he was more scrambling around running for yeah. his life most of the game. I mean and Baker
1: know? and Baker didn't play a bad game by any means. No. Uh-uh. He had a eighty four point six QBR. I mean, it's not yeah anything to call home about, but two hundred and thirty five yards, he threw a touchdown, he threw an interception. I mean, it didn't get more average than that. The biggest number on that stat sheet though for him is him being sacked four times. So
0: Well, I mean, and Carolina's offensive line was a weakness. That's why they used their first-round pick on an offensive tackle. And the
1: same thing, too. Christian McCaffrey struggled behind that line. Ten rushes for 33 yards and one touchdown. His longest rush was for nine yards. Yeah. I mean,
0: I think game script also kind of affected that, too, because they were behind and they had to claw their way back. But, yeah, just Carolina, it really didn't seem like they were able to get any kind of offensive consistency moving. Uh, Robbie Anderson, I will say, Hey, are you still uh, Team Sam Darnold over there? I mean, Baker <laughs> yeah. Mayfield made sure this guy got the ball, 5 catches, 102 yards with a touchdown, obviously mentioning that long 75, 75 long 75 yarder, excuse me, um on 8 targets. So, Baker making sure that he ingratiates himself with his new teammates, which you can ultimately respect.
1: Yep. Yeah, and on the Browns side, obviously the Browns knowing that they don't have uh Deshaun Watson until week 12, uh gave the ball to Nick Chubb. Hmm.
0: Uh, yeah, that's that's what I would do
1: quite a few times. <laughs> yeah, twenty-two rushes. Yeah, or hundred and forty-one yards, no touchdowns. Kareem Hunt did get a touchdown with forty-six yards. So, I mean, they know what their strength is right now, and that's at
2: running back. Yeah, and, and I mean Kareem Hunt also with receiving yards too. Twenty-four. And, I mean, and to be honest.
1: Brissett played a a solid game, too. Yeah. I
0: mean, pretty average game. We were talking about this when we were watching it. I mean, Jacoby Brissett is a serviceable backup. Yeah. Now, granted, he's going to be playing a lot more than you'd like a backup to be playing. More than half your season. Right. So, this is ultimately not the ideal circumstances for him. But, yeah. I mean, no interceptions. I mean, he completed over 50% of his passes. He was able to really convert on those play action. Obviously, having Nick Chubb back there helps. And Cleveland still, even though they've lost some pieces of their offensive line, they're still a really... Favorable unit, I'd say. Yeah. So uh, definitely better than Carolina, I will say that. I mean,
1: he dispersed his passes too. You know, he didn't really just get one guy. He got Peoples Jones 60 yards, Kareem had 24. And then after that, it was all basically the same with Schwartz, Bryant, and Amari Cooper with 19, 18, and 17 respectively. It, and I mean, Schwartz really had. One reception, yeah, for his 19 yards. Right. And he dispersed the ball equally. He had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight people catch a pass today. So, I mean, as a backup quarterback, utilize your weapons. That's really all you can do. Uh, other than that, though, we got man, some, yeah.
0: Jalen Hurts Ooh. and the Eagles. A.J. Brown. Man, oh, man, that's a connection. That, uh... that Eagles offense looks
1: <laughs> nothing like it
0: used to look like. Yeah, well, Hurts, I think the biggest thing that I noticed uh, whenever I was watching the Eagles and this Detroit Lions game, which, by the way, combining for over 70 points, shout out to those teams for yeah. you know the high-scoring game. Yeah, if Detroit looking different. Right, and I think Hurts, to me... Detroit looked, put up a fight. Yeah, they did. Absolutely. They definitely came back towards the end. Hurts looked comfortable in the pocket. Like yeah. He looked comfortable in the offense. It was his second year mm-hmm. uh, as a starter in the system, or full-year starter, excuse me. Um, and he just looked like he was in more control. He obviously AJ Brown uh, getting along well with him. Uh, AJ Brown ten receptions, 155 yards on yeah. 13 targets. He's clearly the number one option in that offense, and he's got he's got weapons over there. Dallas Goddard, it's a really solid tight end. Uh, Devonta Smith in year two. Uh, I, Quez Watkins. He's also got receivers that he's able to check it to out of the backfield. So this offense has the potential of being one of the better offenses in the uh, NFC. And they showed it out here today. Yep.
1: I mean, the Lions putting up a fight too.
2: I mean, Swift and Jamal Williams. I mean, splitting that workload there too. Yeah,
0: a lot. Yeah, fifteen carries for Swift, eleven for Jamal Williams. Uh, ultimately, Jamal was mainly used primarily around the goal line. Yep. Uh, was able to punch in two touchdowns. Swift, fifteen carries, one hundred uh, and forty-four yards, and one touchdown of his own. Um, they're Unlined. they're going to be split. They're I mean, they're just. They've got two really solid running backs, and Campbell seems very content on letting them kind of split. Uh, The Eagles' running back coach, Deuce Staley, is now the running back coach over in uh, Detroit. Uh He really likes to split backfield between everybody. So I I would expect Williams and Swift to be very much involved um, throughout the season.
2: Well, and something kind of cool that happened, too. What was it? uh, Amon Ross St. Brown? Oh, oh yeah. Amon
1: Ross St. Brown and Equinemius St. Brown Brothers, one uh Equinemis playing for the Bears, and Amon Ron playing for the Lions. Caught touchdowns within three minutes, within of each other. two minutes of each other. Oh, so I think it yeah. was. I think it was like it was ninety like or so in, seconds. I, yeah, I think like something it was. Like that. I think
0: it was three real time minutes, two game time minutes. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, absolutely incredible. Uh, the Saint Browns. That's really yeah. cool. John cool for Saint, both of them, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, Dad, John Saint Brown, is probably. Probably losing his mind there for I a bit. which game? Who is their went trainer? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe they send the mom to one and the, daddy the dad to yeah, the other. You have to it's do something be. like that. Yeah. I mean,
1: it's cool that they both play in the same uh, division, though. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, you're that never cool. really you, there's six games that you really don't have to go that far. Definitely helps for some so. brother uh, rivalry. Yeah, yeah. Well, absolutely. <laughs> those fan- those Thanksgiving dinners must be nice, but. <laughs>
0: I'm about to say those split jerseys are going to look crazy. Oh, on the parents? <laughs> yeah. the parents.
1: America's game of the week this year was Packers. Oh, this week was Packers and Vikings. Let's but go. The, uh <laughs> the real game of the week, I think, to me, was Raiders and Chargers. Yeah. That, that game was, was pretty electric, pretty fun back and forth.
0: Yeah. Um, Chargers definitely uh, had their way on the defensive side of the ball, ultimately forcing, I think it was three interceptions by the end of the day for yeah. Derek Carr. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, look, signing Khalil Mack along with Joey Bosa, J.C. Jackson wasn't even in the lineup today. He didn't even suit up. Yep. They were still able to force three interceptions. They've got a lot of talent. They're a big reason why I selected them to be my Super Bowl champion in my predictions that I made uh, yep. this past Thursday, yep. which, by the way, follow us on social media, get in on the conversation. I'm going to mention that a couple more times, but besides the point. The Chargers looked very complete. I was a little nerve-wracking that they were allowing the Raiders to get back in the game after forcing all those yeah, turnovers. yeah um and i still worry about their run defense and their rush offense at times. I mean, yeah. Austin Eckler only had 36 yards on 14 carries today.
1: And and that that defensive front was really struggling. Yeah, stopping so, yeah, stopping Josh the Jacobs.
0: run. Yeah, so i mean that's something definitely to keep your eye on but and Brandon Staley also still loving to take some risks, get going forward on fourth down. I mean, he looks like he's going to live or die by that philosophy and yep. you know, that's going to be something definitely to watch on but Credit to the Raiders, too. They came and bowled out Devontae Adams. Yeah, I mean, Devontae Adams and Derek Carr,
2: college teammates together, definitely looking like they definitely know how to work with each other. A yeah.
0: couple of Fresno State bulldogs. I mean, Absolutely. picking
2: up where they left off in college, basically. Yeah. I t- mean, the chemistry was
0: there for sure between I mean, Devontae two.
1: Adams came out and really just proved, I'm still the best receiver in this league.
0: 17 targets. He had 10 receptions for 141 yards and a touchdown. Absolutely you, insane. Yeah, you definitely know who his favorite target is. Yeah. I mean, Darren Waller, respect to you. Hunter Renfro, love you, but... There's, there's only one seven. Yeah, Renfrow there's only have, one one seven.
2: And Renfro had what a fumble? Didn't he have a fumble? He, or, yes, I
0: believe he did at one point. Yeah, was it an incomplete? Did they no, he that? did. He had a fumble yeah. that he uh, recovered. But oh, oh, Derek Carr also had two fumbles. Yep. so yep. he had five turnovers in uh, in general. And, and just
1: like we saw with Joe Burrow, that is not a winning strategy. Nope, nope not so much. But, but I mean,
0: in, in total yards wise, they're real close, honestly.
2: Yeah. Chargers just beat them out, uh, three hundred and fifty-five. were. Uh, it came, Las it Vegas came down
1: to you know quarterback battle, and mm-hmm. you know Justin, Herber. Justin Herbert just looked like the better quarterback today.
0: I really so. wish I would have taken my but going
1: back be. to the actual branded America's game of the week on Fox, the Vikings really Skull. having their Skull. way with Skull. the
2: Packers this week, man. What a game! Justin you know Jefferson, just looking amazing.
1: Brendan, Brendan, our in-house
2: Vikings fan here. Just go off, man. Just let me just, just say, give us your takes, man. Uh, Andrew, this is going to be geared mostly at you for doubting.
0: Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> I told you I was fully on board this okay, year. First off, don't, if, defend if, don't defend yourself. If, don't defend.
1: If we all had the exact same picks. What would be the point of even having our predictions? Like I mean Well, what if someone's you know, got to be a contrarian was 7 feet here.
0: tall and athletic. I was
1: going to pick the Colts. <laughs> you could do what
0: ifs all day yeah, long, you my could brother. Have stayed
1: with
2: the Colts, so you I'm could just have. saying. Yeah. But it even, doesn't matter if they're the same. It's just that great minds think alike. You just had to doubt them with their new head coach out here. Yeah. Making yeah. the offense look fantastic. Defense, by the way, out there playing a hell of a game.
0: Yeah. Good Lord. I mean, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay offense didn't have Alan Lazard. Obviously, no longer had Devontae Adams. But, man, they the Vikings defense looked like... The purple old, people leaders again? The, well, I mean, just like the defenses of... <laughs> well, old, hold on now. <laughs> I mean, maybe not maybe not that level. <laughs> Come but, on. De- but definitely the level of, like, you know, when Mike Zimmer really had those guys firing all cylinders. Yeah. I mean, Harrison Smith had a great interception today. I mean, they were flying all over. Uh, Zadarius Smith, the other Smith, uh, on the Vikings defense, getting a sack and letting Aaron Rodgers know Former. about it. Former... Packers. Packers. Yep. So well, they Smith. put up they yep. put
2: up 4 sacks on Rodgers. I mean, Rodgers was out there running around like a madman most of the game. Yeah. He could not stay in that pocket to save his life and that line was just doing nothing for him out there. Absolutely. Now, I mean, he still was out there throwing some great passes. I mean, the run game I, that was really the best thing they had probably going for them was yeah. the run game. Yeah. Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. Yeah, AJ Dillon. <laughs> out there definitely showing to be running back number one apparently for that rb1 spot yeah right
0: bigger than saquon's (laughs) seriously i mean like that's absolutely insane like as effective as they are i mean andrew you mentioned it for you know when we were off here talking about the cowboys how much you want to run them want them to run 20 personnel whether it's right 21 22 22 23 right i mean green bay you got two pretty solid running backs back there. I mean, utilize them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And for,
1: and for those of you that don't know what twenty personnel is, I've had to hear. I've heard this explained a lot because some people just don't understand what it means. But twenty personnel means two running backs. two running backs, and yeah. then the second number is your your number of tight ends. So if it's twenty one, two running backs, one tight, one tight end, end, the rest are receivers. Yeah, the rest yep. are receivers. So, uh, and you know, eleven personnel. One running back, one, one tight end. Right. Exactly. So just for those of you who don't know.
0: But for the record, you can even get into the 30s, and that gets really crazy. Yeah, yeah You don't see that too often. A wishbone or. formations at that point <laughs> usually. But, right.
1: I mean, as for the Packers, I mean, shout out to the Vikings, man. They put on a show today. Kirk Cousins, we saw, 277. Yeah. We saw the <sighs> Packers uh, get blown out week one last year and people losing their minds over it. Um, so you really can't ever count. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is an elite quarterback. He's yes. one of the greatest to play the game. You can't really ever count him out, especially when he has his guys back. So we'll see how things turn out for them. But as of now, man, I got to give the Vikings
2: their respect. That was one hell of a showing today. And you should. I think, though, the big thing, too, Aaron Rodgers going to struggle with is who's he going to throw to? I mean, you got Cobb and... Man, I... <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but, he like, like he was I saying, we didn't have Alan Lazard. Yeah. yeah,
0: no, Alan Lazard, obviously no more Devontae Adams. Remember, very early in the game, he had Christian Watson wide open down the right sideline. And hit, he just dropped he it. Hit Watson yep. right in the hands. That would have been a touchdown
2: if he caught it. Yeah, it would have been. Thank
0: goodness he didn't. And Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, love how you, you flipped that, Andrew, just uh-huh. right in your favor. But, um... Yeah, no, I mean it's just Aaron's gonna have to figure out. Okay, you know who's my guy, and whether that's Lazard or whether that's one of these other guys, whether it's Watkins, you know, Dobbs, or you know maybe it is Watson that comes around. I mean he's gonna have to figure out somebody if he wants this Packer offense to score yeah. more than seven points like they yeah. did today.
2: Yeah, and I mean the Packers defense. I mean it wasn't it wasn't terrible. It was just the passing game they couldn't really do much with. They held the running game. They, I mean right. Dalvin Cook couldn't really do a whole lot, same with uh, Madison. Yeah, they're going to get a couple first downs here and there, but they really held it up versus what you typically see from, like, Cook and Madison, where they can bust through the line and then they're taken off down the field. So they did a good job at holding the run. I think they just really struggled with the pass.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, Jair Alexander is only one man, and Justin Jefferson, the way you're able to move him all across the field, yeah, like, Green Bay's got to get some stuff figured out in the secondary that... I mean, they just can't have Justin Jefferson just standing naked 20 yards wide, down the field. Yeah. yeah wide know. open. <laughs> I was and happy about yeah, it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> your linebackers and your DBs really have to figure out their switches and, you know, their defensive schemes. But the last game we haven't talked about, and someone who's been doubted a lot going into the season because of his uh, inability to, you know, not throw to Tyreek Hill. Um, Patrick
0: Mahomes yes. shut a lot of people up today. Uh, he not had to, he didn't have one. He didn't have two. He didn't have three. He didn't have four. But five, five, five touchdowns. Five touchdown passes uh, in today's... Uh, what, what word did you use earlier? Uh, to describe the uh, Buffalo Bills win over the Rams. What did you say? M- molly whopping. Molly yeah, whopping. that was a molly whopping over the Arizona yeah. Cardinals. That was a molly whopping. That...
1: Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs going down to Arizona and facing off against Patrick Mahomes, college coach at Texas Tech, Cliff Kingsbury, and Kyler Murray. Man, Oof. everyone was saying that without Tyreek Hill, they didn't know if Patrick was going to be able to compete or this or that. But, man, he shut a lot of people up. Yeah. I think,
2: I mean, total 488 yards <laughs> by Kansas.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean that's uh three hundred and sixty of those were Patrick's.
0: Yeah. Yep. And I mean they looked well balanced. Uh Clyde Edwards Alaire finally feels like he's found his footing yeah. in that offense. Maybe this will be the year that he finally breaks out. We've been anticipating it ever since he got drafted. Right. First round a couple of years ago. Um to me the Chiefs. If I had to be honest with myself, I know I picked the Chargers to win the Super Bowl, but if I had to be honest, the Chiefs are right there with Buffalo in terms of, like, the two best teams in the AFC. Yeah. yeah. Um, Joe Burrow, obviously, in the Bengals, um, not looking so great against Pittsburgh. Lamar, respect. You were going up against the Jets. We'll kind of have to right. wait and see with that. And then Herbert and the Chargers almost blowing it to the Raiders. It, obviously, you know, we've still got the Broncos uh, playing tomorrow night against Seattle, which... We're going to very be short on that talk because there's not a lot to talk about on that one. But (laughs) the Kansas City Chiefs proved why they're one of still the best teams in the AFC and rightfully show should be uh, one of the favorites to potentially not only win the AFC but win the the whole thing. Absolutely. And, I
2: mean, the only real negative thing you could say about that game was just Juju dropping the ball there. Yeah. Causing a fumble.
0: I mean, Juju, he's going to have to realize, like, in this offense, okay, as long as I just, you know, secure the passes, Patrick – gets to me because juju is really not a receiver at least at this stage of his career that's going to be consistently looked at to get yards after the catch right mm-hmm. so he's going to be looked at as mainly a possession guy yeah and so if he wants to keep getting these reps and being featured in this offense holding on to the football is priority number one for absolutely him absolutely so travis kelsey just still doing travis
2: kelsey things
1: 121 yards yeah and would you i mean really and expect that's the thing too else? and that and like, this is something that's really cool to see patrick do because patrick you know, while he doesn't have Tyreek Hill and his two main targets were Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, he dispersed the ball really well today. Mm Right? You had Travis Kelsey with 121 yards, Juju with 79, Marquez Valdez-Scantling with 44, and Clyde Edwards-Hillero with 32, and Sky Moore with 30, which that Sky Moore was just
2: one 30-yard dot. Right? That was beautiful. But, I mean, at the end of the day... And Edwards had, what, two touchdowns?
0: Edwards O'Leary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Edwards O'Leary. So Excuse it's me.
1: it's really interesting to see. I'm excited to see what the Chiefs do going forward, you know, because obviously if they know you're only going to throw it to Travis Kelsey, they're going to start double-teaming Travis Kelsey. Yep. But that being said, Patrick Mahomes really did shut a few people up just for this week at least. Yeah, I think he will throughout the season. And, too. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, I don't yeah. I don't know one person. I, I personally haven't seen anyone choose him as an MVP candidate
0: um, this year. Uh, but, I believe, sorry, uh, Mina Kimes. Mina Kimes did. That's the one she popped into my head immediately when you said that. Yeah. But, so, but yeah.
1: But most people are choosing Joe Burrow, Josh Allen. Uh, Josh Allen. I've seen a Kirk
2: Cousins a yeah, couple times. That one's a more out there one. <laughs> <Yeah>. Michael Irvin. <laughs> yeah. What was it? He's going to get eight touchdowns. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, it's just Michael Irvin things, though.
1: Yeah. yeah. And finishing it off with Sunday Night Football. Yeah. We're watching the Cowboys and the Buccaneers go to halftime. My predictions seem to have been correct. Dak doesn't know who to throw it to. He looks lost. Uh, but the defense is strong with this one. Yeah, it's yeah. A, The Cowboys' defense looking pretty solid, holding the Buccaneers so far at halftime to three, four field goals. Uh, score being twelve to three. Uh, so we'll see how we, how this goes. But yeah, I mean, Dak threw an interception already.
0: Yeah, Brady, 11, Already. To, 11 to 16, 160 yards. Leonard Fournette, uh, 60 yards on the ground on 13 carries. Julio Jones actually is the leading uh, reception. Yeah, I was seeing
1: that. They, they were really
2: giving him the ball. Yeah. Jack 6 of 16. 16, hoof, and 53 yards and one interception.
0: Yeah, 21 yeah. quarterback rating. Yeah, rough, uh, Eze- rough outing so Eze- far. Ezekiel Elliott, 6 carries, 32 yards. I mean, that's. Over five yards of carry. Um, it's not bad. But, I mean, I think the game script is kind of limited his yeah, attempts. But yeah. that's also
1: the, the Cowboys' problem. They see something that works and they turn away from it. Yeah, and, <laughs> I
0: mean, honestly,
2: with Zeke and Tony yeah. back there, you got to use them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think, again, like we were just saying, uh, 20 personnel, I think is the best route for the Cowboys. Maybe get Dalton Schultz out there, CeeDee Lamb, both running backs. And then, mm-hmm. I guess, until you know either Tolbert or somebody else kind of gets their uh, groove going. Um, the Cowboys are just gonna be kind of limited in the variation, the variety that they're able to do. Um, but yeah, I think uh I think it's gonna be very interesting to see how this game turns out. Obviously, we're recording this during the game, so we won't have be able to give you a full game breakdown um by the time we release this. But uh yeah, it's um it's gonna be very interesting. Moving over to Monday Night Football. Um preview. Yeah. Uh Denver Broncos Russell Wilson uh travel to Seattle to take on Pete Carroll and the Seattle Seahawks Geno Smith uh Russ is back up for many years. Geno! Geno time. Uh <laughs> oh dear god that's depressing. Um that's... boys I I don't got a lot of energy. I'm I'm repping my My Seahawks today, we are currently number one in the NFC West, and I am going to say that because this might be the one day all year (laughs) that I'm able to say that, having not played a game yet and all three other teams losing. Not might be. I think it is the only time you get to say this. So I will say it with pride, but (laughs) please just be nice whenever y'all break down this soon-to-be molly (laughs) whopping. Yeah. I I think we really love that word around here. Yeah. I just... Oh, dear God. I'm... I'm not looking forward to it. Um it's, it's gonna be rough. I think Russ and Denver are gonna look great. They're gonna look on fire. And Geno Smith is gonna look like Geno Smith. And yeah, it's gonna be pretty ugly. Or DK. I'm wearing his jersey today too, man. <laughs> it's the about the only thing y'all got going. Yeah, it's it's gonna be rough. Um I, I wouldn't be surprised if Denver wins this by multiple score they could have the largest uh you know uh excuse me space between the, the numbers and the deficit of victory I should say. Jesus. Could not think of that phrase. Um this could be this could get ugly really quick. Honestly. It could. Yeah. It I could. mean any any thoughts to the game other than that? I mean I'm pretty sure it's I just no, nailed it on the um
1: head. <laughs> I mean I I would love to see, you know, a Seattle revenge win um I think as much as you would i think it'd be cool to see i mean it, we love everyone loves a good storyline and that would be probably one of the best but we know just how stacked that afc uh, west is and russell wilson in the denver broncos is one of those is one of the reasons for that so yep um it's going to be i don't think an interesting matchup at all we'll be watching and we'll be hoping for you know a competitive game for colin's sake i if 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 the i might be depressed if the seahawks don't score a point you know he might not be on the podcast
2: next (laughs) weekend just just depressed in bed but um he might have to zoom it in or something just from his yeah
1: and we'll just have to zoom cullen in but (laughs) guys i think that was a, a great touch on the nfl yep you know it's nice we we all spent the whole day together watching football and you know, I don't think there's anything better than that than, you know, just hanging out with your boys, you know, complaining about Fantasy and having the the Octobox pop up on Info Red Zone. So, yeah, <laughs> um, so,
2: Speaking of Fantasy, you you wanted to make a trade, right? I we'll talk about it after the show. <laughs> <laughs> we'll
1: but as always, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, we finish off this podcast with This Day in Sports. We look back at the good times. We look back at the history of the sports that we know and love, and just you know, remember some of the greatest moments of the sp- of sports in general. Colin, what do you have for us today?
0: On this day, back in 1911, woo! Future baseball Hall of Fame pitchers duel for the final time as Boston Rustlers pitcher Cy Young takes on Christy Mathewson of the Giants. And New York wins 11-2. to Some of baseball's greatest pitchers way, way back during America's pastime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Took each other on for the final time. Wow.
2: Well, uh, I'm going to take this to 1976. And I'm actually surprised Colin didn't jump on this one. Seattle Seahawks play their first regular season game. Yeah, I'm not trying to think about this. <laughs> that's,
0: that's the exact... No, I saw it. I just... I, that's... Well,
2: yeah. I mean, how about this? To make you feel better, we can jump over to 1991. Nolan Ryan's 4-3 to victory over the Twins, uh, making it his 312th career win. Insane. Again, yeah. one the of the greatest ever
1: played the game. Yeah. And for me in 1988, the first regular season game being played in Phoenix, Arizona, with the Cowboys being the Cardinals. And, man... We've all seen how it went after that. So, yeah, we we love looking back at the good times. um, But we also know something else that happened on this day 21 years ago, something that we as a nation and as a podcast will never forget. um, The unfortunate events of 9-11-2001. And we remember everybody and we think about everybody who we lost on that tragic day. And we just, you know, hope that. And pray that nothing like that ever happens again. But we can never forget this day. And we just look forward to the future and, you know, just really celebrate every day that we have. But with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to the Good Time Sports Podcast. We ask you to follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok. And make sure you give us a follow and follow along every single weekend. We'll be tweeting out highlights and videos and our takes on all the events of the weekends and of, of the sports week in between... Uh, we'll obviously be busiest on the weekends because of football, but you know we're watching tennis, we're watching F one, we're watching all sorts of sports. Especially Brendan, he's watching baseball most of the time. But that's what um, I'm here for. As basketball picks up in October, as hockey picks up in October, we are really going to be busy, busy, busy on the social media. So please tune in, uh, chime in, you know, join the conversation, and join us on social media. Uh, make sure you share this podcast with your friends, with your family, with anyone who might find it interesting. And even if they might not, just tell them to play it on silent. Like We don't help, care. Help <laughs> us out. We're not going to complain about that. But from your host, Brendan Carson and Colin Brown, and your producer, Andrew Maloney, we say remember the good times and thank you for listening this week.